Venerable Sirs, Brothers and Sisters Nadama Sukihotu. I'm Suyin from BMSMYS and welcome to this Awareness of Dharma in Daily Drama series with uh, Venerable Nyaninda. So, uh, for your information, we will record and submit the minute that you have accumulated during the meditation session later to the Million Minutes of Meta and Mindfulness website. And so, without further ado, let us invite Sister Amara to request for three refuges and five precepts from Dante Nyaninda. Dear brothers and sisters, let us now request for the three refuges and five precepts from Dante. Aham Bante, Pisa Nina Saha, Pancha Sila, Damang Yachami. Anu Kahangatua, Silang Deta, Ne Bante, Dutiampi, Aham Bante, Pisa Nena Saha, Pancha Silang, Damang Yachami, Anu Kahangatua, Silang Deta, Ne Bante, Dutiampi, Aham Bante, Pisa Nena Saha, Pancha Silang, Damang Yachami, Anu Kahangatua, Silang Deta, Ne Bante, Yamahang wadami tambwa deta. Amabante. Namo tasa bhagavato arahato sama sambuddhasa. Namo tasa bhagavato arahato sama sambuddhasa. Namo tasa bhagavato arahato sama sambuddhasa. Namo dasa bhagavato arahato samasambuddhasa. Buddhang saranang gachami. Buddhang saranang gachami. Damang saranang gachami. Damang saranang gachami. Tanggang saranang gachami. Sanggang saranang Dutiampi Buddhang Saranang Gachami. Dutiampi Buddhang Saranang Gachami. Dutiampi Damang Saranang Gachami. Dutiampi Damang Saranang Gachami. Dutiampi Sanggang Saranang Gachami. Dutiampi Sanggang Saranang Gachami. Tatiampi Buddhang Saranang Gachami. Tatiampi Buddhang Saranang Gachami. Tatiampi Damang Saranang Gachami. Tatiampi Damang Saranang Gachami. Tatiampi Sanggang Saranang Gachami. Tatiampi Sanggang Saranang Gachami. Pisaranina Gamanang Paripunang. Amabante. Panati pata veramani sika padang samadiyami. Panati pata veramani sika padang samadiyami. Adinadana veramani sika padang samadiyami. Adinadana veramani sika padang samadiyami. Amesu Michachara Weramani Sikapadang Samadiyami. Amesu Michachara Weramani Sikapadang Samadiyami. 
Musawada Veramani Sika Padang Samadhyami. Musawada Veramani Sika Padang Samadhyami. Sura Maraya Majapamadatana Veramani Sika Padang Samadhyami. Sura Maraya Majapamadatana Veramani Sika Padang Samadhyami. Idame silang asawa kaya wahang hotu. Idame silang asawa kaya wahang hotu. Idame silang nibana sa pachayo hotu. Idame silang nibana sa pachayo hotu. Isarnina saha pancha silang damang sadukang katua pamadena sampadeta. Ama bante. Sadu, sadu, sadu. Okay, now we will do meditation for a while. First, we will start by totally dropping everything from the mind. Drop all the plans for the future, all the memories of the past. Totally drop everything. Also, let go of all the tensions in the body. If you can't let go, you can accept them. That's another way of letting go. Put your awareness on your body. When we are aware of the body, we are back to the present moment, back to now, to here. Now we'll do the body scan, aware of all the feelings in the different parts of the body. Starting from the top of the head, aware of any sensations. Feel the sensations, don't uh, imagine or think, but just put your attention on the top of the head and feel any sensations. By doing this, we'll bring our mind back to the body, to the here, to the now. Aware of any sensations on top of the head, any hardness, softness, heat, cold, flowing or cohesive, stickiness, sensation, supporting or pushing sensation on top of the head. Move down to the face. Aware of any sensations. Maybe the softness in the cheeks. Smoothness of the face. The flowing of the liquid in the, uh, the tears in the eyes or fluid in the nose or mouth, saliva. Anything that you can any sensations that can feel in the face or just tingling sensations, sharp sensations. In the face, we move to the back of the head. Any sensations on the back of the head 
hardness, sensation, or just softness, heat, cold, whatever sensation, just aware. Important thing is the awareness. If you can't feel any sensation, that's okay. That means you have awareness also. Move down to the neck. Any sensations on the neck? <coughs> Heat, cold, hardness, softness. Flowing or stickiness, cohesive sensation, supporting or pushing. Slowly move down to the chest area. Any sensations from the chest area? Heaviness, lightness. From the chest, we move down to the abdomen. Any sensations in the abdomen? or just heat, cold sensation. Try to feel the sensation so that it will bring you to the present moment. Now we move our attention to the back of the body. Feel any, even any tensions any tingling sensations. From the back of the body, move down to the buttock. Feel the weight of the body on the buttock or the softness or the heat, the coldness or the smoothness or cohesive cohesion or stickiness. Any sensations at all.
from the buttock, we move down to the thighs, both the thighs. Heaviness, any heaviness, roughness, heat, cold, sharp sensation. From the thigh, we move to the knees. Hardness, softness of the knees. From the knees, we move down to the shin, the rest of the legs, all the way to the sole of the feet. Aware of any sensations, hardness, softness, roughness, smoothness, heat, cold, supporting, pushing, any sensations at all. or just indescribable sensation. Also okay, no need to label. Now just aware of the whole, the body as a whole, any sensations from the whole body. We'll continue to move to sound as a meditation object. Just aware of any sound that you hear. Important is again the awareness, the sound not so important. Just aware of any sound that come through your ears. Continue to be aware of any background sound that you can hear. Just aware and be with the sound without labeling, without judging. Just be with the sound. 
Now from sound, you'll go to thoughts. Just aware of any thoughts that pass through your mind. If you get lost in the thoughts, the minute you know you're already out of the thoughts and you're aware of the thoughts. Just aware of any thoughts that pass through your mind. If there's no thoughts, that's good. Just stay in awareness. Just aware of whatever that comes. Whatever that you experience. If there are thoughts, just... But don't create thoughts. Basically, just aware of whatever that comes through the mind. Next, we will do something which we have not done for a while, space meditation. This one is more on the mind, okay? You can't, um, you can sort of, but you can't use your body to feel space. You got to use your mind to feel space. So I, I will guide you through, but basically you, you feel space in different parts of the body. Aware of the space that your lips occupies in space. Sense the volume of space that your lips are in space. Just put your attention on the space in the, on your lips. Now sense the space that your jaw occupies in space. Can you notice the volume of space that your entire jaw is in space?
Now feel the space that your cheeks occupy in space. Aware of the volume that the cheeks take up in space. Now aware of the space that your eyes occupies in space. Feel the volume of space that your eyes are in space. Now notice the space that your entire face occupies in space. Feel the volume of space that your face occupies in space. Now aware of the space that your entire head occupies in space. Feel the volume of space that your entire head is in space. How few volume of space that your neck occupies in space. Now aware of your the space that your entire upper torso occupies in space. Basically the volume of space taken up by your chest, your ribs, your heart, lungs, all the way back to your shoulder blades, to your shoulders. Feel the volume of space that your entire upper torso occupies in space. Now aware of the space that your entire upper limbs occupies in space. Your shoulders, arms, elbows, forearms, wrists and hands. The area that or the volume that all these parts of your body occupies in space. Now feel the volume of space that your entire lower torso occupies in space, your abdomen, ribs, all the way to your lower spine and back. Feel the volume of space that all these parts take up in space.
Now feel the volume of space that your entire lower limbs occupies in space. Your buttocks, groin, thighs, knees, shins, calves, ankles all the way to the toes. Now feels the space that your entire body occupies in space. Next, aware of the space around your body in space. Notice the volume of space that the space around your body takes up. Next, aware of the space that the entire room occupies in space. Finally, aware of the space that all of space takes up in space. The volume of space that space occupies in space. From space, we will finish off with loving kindness meditation, but we will do slightly different. Um, think of the last time you feel the way you feel that you wish you could feel all the time. Basically, think of the last time where you have a feeling where you wish you could forever indulge or stay in that feeling. Don't think about the incident, but capture back that feeling, that emotion, and feel that feeling. From this feeling, wish yourself to be well and happy. And allow this feeling to permeate every single part of your body wishing every single cell to be well and happy. Again, from this feeling, wish all beings 
that we like, that we love, that we respect, our family members, friends, to also have this good feeling, to be well, to be happy. Again, from this good feeling, happy feeling, peaceful feeling, we wish all the neutral people, people that we have indifferent attitude towards, to be well, to be happy, to be free from suffering and have the same feeling. Finally, we wish even those people that we have difficulty with, that we have friction with, to be well, to be happy, to have the same feeling with us. If you can't um, send your wish to people that you have difficulty with, then you can go back to the people that are neutral. Now keep this feeling that you have, that you wish you can have all the time and slowly open your eyes. With your eyes open, try to maintain this peaceful, calm feeling that you have. If you lose the feeling, you can close your eyes again and try to feel that feeling again in your heart and then slowly open your eyes again and maintain that feeling.
okay. We'll end our meditation here. Um, we can try in our daily activity, try to do the last part, which I've just uh, guided you all to do. Think of, um, it, it's normally a peaceful or calm feeling. Okay, no need to look for it. If you can feel, you can feel. If you cannot, as much as you can. And then try to, it's easier if you close your eyes to, to remember that feeling. Then after that, slowly open your eyes and continue in that feeling, doing whatever you are doing. That this being in this feeling, but you can't uh, grasp at this feeling. This feeling is part of us. This peaceful calm is a natural part of us. And I mentioned before, um, when you are walking in the forest or looking at the waves of the oceans, you will go back to this natural feeling because we are not lost in thoughts. It's not a problem. It's just that when we become a servant to the thoughts, we lost this natural feeling inside us. Okay. Um, before I go into more about this feeling and about happiness, today we will jump a few things, okay? A few slightly different topics. Um, first thing, we'll show you a video, I, which I thought I showed you before, but I haven't. Uh, it's a very good summary. I think Bihui have sent it to you all in the chat group, but we'll play again because I, I forgot about this. Uh, very good summary of a book on how to breathe properly. And it's very useful for our physical body, okay? Uh, forget about the book because, unless you have time, because the book, this guy, the author, described a lot of uh, unrelated things. Like when you visit a professor to talk about breathing, he will describe how the building is like, how the professor looks like, and so on. So uh, unless you have time, you might not want to read the, book but the summary is very good okay we'll play you the and the summary of video i recently read breath the new science of a lost art by james nestor you and i complete approximately twenty six thousand breaths a day how we execute those breaths heavy or light, fast or slow, deep or shallow, through the mouth or through the nose, will have a significant impact on how we feel. That's why after reading breath, I've started pausing throughout the day and asking myself two questions to optimize my breathing and feel my best. Those questions are, am I nasal breathing? And could I breathe less? Here's why I ask those questions. First, am I nasal breathing? Nearly half of all people are chronic mouth breathers and are chronically stressed and exhausted as a result. To prove how bad mouth breathing is, author James Nestor implanted silicone plugs in his nose for 10 days. After just a few hours of plugging his nose and breathing solely through his mouth, he felt awful. His heart rate variability plummeted, indicating that he was in a state of chronic stress. His blood pressure spiked by 13 points putting him in a stage two state of hypertension. And the longer Nestor's nose was plugged, the harder it was to concentrate on his work. Marisol mouth breathing was making him dumber. After 10 days of mouth breathing, Nestor removed the silicone plugs and breathed through his nose again. After just a few hours of nasal breathing, Nestor felt like a different person. He experienced more mental clarity 
his blood pressure stabilized, and his stress was gone. Nestor continued nasal breathing at night by putting a postage stamp sized piece of surgical tape over his mouth before bed. Just imagine a Charlie Chaplin mustache moved down an inch. This small piece of tape forced him to breathe through his nose, but allowed him just enough room to cough or talk. After a few days of nasal breathing while sleeping, Nestor reduced his snoring to just 10 minutes a night and woke up feeling refreshed. Nestor learned the hard way that we are all meant to breathe through our nose. When we breathe through our nose, we purify, heat, moisten, and pressurize the air we breathe, which increases the amount of oxygen we absorb with each inhale by 10 to 15%. And when we nasal breathe, we create six times more nitric oxide in our bodies. Nitric oxide gas increases blood circulation throughout the body, which helps sustain your energy throughout the day. For an additional boost of nitric oxide, occasionally make a small noise at the back of your throat while you nasal breathe. Try and do your best imitation of Darth Vader. Or hum as much as possible while you exhale. Humming is proven to create a 15-fold increase in nitric oxide. Unfortunately, many people don't get the benefits of nasal breathing because they're congested and find it hard to breathe through the nose. If you ever find nasal breathing difficult, just try the following exercise a few times to clear your nasal airways. Exhale through your nose, then pinch your nose shut and hold your breath. Shake your head up and down or side to side to keep your mind off the breath hold. When you experience an intense sensation to breathe, take a slow controlled breath through your nose. Repeat this exercise until you can comfortably breathe in and out of your nose. The more you remind yourself to breathe through your nose during the day, the easier it will be to breathe through your nose. Nestor says, nasal breathing begets more nasal breathing because when you breathe through your nose, you tone the tissues and muscles in your nasal airway to stay open. The second question I've learned to ask myself during the day to optimize my breathing is, could I breathe less? Lao Tzu once said, a perfect man breathes as if he is not breathing. In Japan, legend has it that an aspiring samurai soldier would have a feather placed under his nose while he inhaled and exhaled. If the feather moved, that soldier would be dismissed and could not become a samurai. When it comes to your breathing, less is more. When you take in fewer breaths a minute, you increase carbon dioxide. And the more carbon dioxide you have in your body, the more oxygen you absorb. When oxygen molecules travel in the bloodstream via red blood cells, they want to go to tissues in the body that contain carbon dioxide. A silly analogy to illustrate the point, the cells of your body are like nightclubs, and carbon dioxide molecules are attractive women in the nightclub, and oxygen molecules are a bunch of single guys. Those guys want to go to the clubs that have the most attractive women. When oxygen molecules leave the bloodstream and go to a tissue cell, a carbon Carbon dioxide molecule will leave that tissue cell and travel up the bloodstream to the lungs via the red blood cell that brought the oxygen molecule. Back to the nightclub analogy, that brings a single guy to a nightclub. But once he goes in a club, an attractive woman leaves the club in the same cab that brought the man to the club. When you have optimal levels of carbon dioxide in your body, you'll experience optimal levels of oxygen absorption, which will make you feel incredible. Yandel Henderson, the director of the Laboratory of Applied Physiology at Yale, says carbon dioxide is the chief hormone of the entire body 
it is the only one that is produced by every tissue. Carbon dioxide is, in fact, a more fundamental component of living matter than is oxygen. The easiest way to build up carbon dioxide in your body is to breathe lighter and less frequently. As you watch the rest of this video, try and breathe three times slower and softer than you're currently breathing. Experiments show that you can keep your blood oxygen level saturated and increase your carbon dioxide by 25% by simply reducing the number of breaths you take from 18 breaths a minute, the number of breaths the average American takes, to just six breaths a minute. Whenever we're stressed, we tend to breathe quickly. And when we breathe quickly, our lungs only absorb about a quarter of the oxygen we inhale and exhale the rest, along with huge amounts of carbon dioxide. That's why it's important to notice your breathing during the day and ask yourself, could I breathe less? Slow down your inhales and exhales and take comfortable pauses between breaths. Your goal during the day should be to take in just enough air to meet your metabolic needs and no more. In the end, optimal breathing starts by routinely asking yourself, am I nasal breathing? And could I breathe less? When you remember to shut your mouth and nasal breathe, you increase nitric oxide, which increases blood flow. And when you remember to breathe less, you increase carbon dioxide. With more nitric oxide and carbon dioxide in your body, more oxygen gets to your cells, which means more energy throughout the day. How you breathe during the day can be the difference between feeling exhausted and feeling your best. That was the core message that I gathered from Breath by James Nestor. Nestor has fundamentally changed the way I think about breathing. I highly recommend this book. If you would like a one-page PDF summary of insights that I gathered from this book, just click the link below and I'd be happy to email it to you. If you already subscribed to the free Productivity Game email newsletter, this PDF is sitting in your inbox. All right. If you like this video, please share thanks it. Stop. And as always, thanks for watching and have yourself. Okay. Yeah. So um, from this, there's also another thing you might not notice from this video is that uh, I did notice until I guess Bihui pointed out is that this is one way through the breathing that you will know about more aware of your emotions. When we are angry, when we are stressful, we will tend to breathe much quicker. When you are calm, your breathing is much slower. So this is one way to detect whether you are lost in your emotions. When you're lost in emotions, it means you are lost in your thoughts also. Then if you don't continue your thoughts, your emotions uh, don't continue. So this is one way. But back to the physical thing, um, if we just learn nasal breathing and basically breathe less as in, you know, sometimes we hold a breath, it, it will help us because uh, it makes one thing that makes me remember back this uh, thing, this video, not this video, this book that I shared with you maybe months ago, is that recently the physician who treated me on the cough because of my indigestion um, prescribed me a, a breathing method to help me to help with the indigestion. But basically the breathing method is uh, breathe in and then hold for some time and then only breathe out. So this holding of the breath helps. Anyway, now um, back again to what we are talking about just now about these feelings. This feeling is, um, it's actually the calm feeling that we have all the time. Another way to, to get into this feeling, or before I get to talk about another way to get this feeling, is about 
this calm and peaceful and you can say uh, sort of happy feeling it's very useful for us in the spiritual development because uh, in the text it says that the closest approximate cost for us to get into samadhi which is the collectance of the mind and into jhana which is um, sama samadhi and jhana is the uh, the noble eightfold path the last path the normally translated as right concentration I prefer uh, the collectedness, collectedness of the mind because concentration gives us the feeling that there's a lot of effort, a lot of work. It's not, it's just your mind is back, you know, not distracted everywhere. Um, you need, so you need this happiness in order for us to, to develop towards awakening, towards enlightenment. So there's, I feel there's a wrong, mis, uh, there's a misconception because a lot of Theravadan thinks that we have to keep seeing suffering so that we have this urgency to, uh, to, to escape, to, to move towards Nibbana and escape from this samsara, but that's totally a wrong idea because in order for you to get awakened to uh, Nibbana, you have to understand, really recognize how samsara works, not escape from it. And you need happiness, you need joy. Okay, so uh, this misconception is useful to clear because I never forget when I was in a forest monastery, there was a foreign monk, foreign as in not Burmese, who quite interesting, um, every time when the Burmese monk tried to, because he's always has a solemn face and uh, the Burmese monk tried to cheer him by saying good morning, his response always was, what's so good about morning? What's so good about this samsara? And uh, very difficult for this guy to develop. He, he never managed to develop any further. You, you can't, you need a happy, light mind, uh, heart, open heart in order for us to cultivate the path in, in uh, Dharma. It's not keep seeing suffering, keep seeing the pessimistic side. Um, in fact, there's many texts that say it's described during Buddha's time, his disciples were always very happy, very cheerful. And the king always asked Buddha, how come they are so bright, so happy and cheerful? It's not they're always solemn and keep thinking about suffering. It's not, not like that, okay? Um, so another thing I want to, before I go on to, I want to read an article which I, I uh, heard recently, which I like a lot. But before that, I want to read to you about just now that feeling you can get when you are in a silent mind, Okay. I read to you the last week, but I want to read again because I feel it's important. If you get into this silent mind, then the feeling comes together. And again, silent mind doesn't mean no thoughts. Okay, so we, we always have this uh, wrong, uh, wrong again misconception. Silent minds means basically you are you are here, you are aware, you are present. Okay, so try to uh, again. Um, feel or, or basically feel the way I point you, the words point to, the, the words are not so important, but try to feel where the word points you and capture that emotion. Silent mind. Silent mind is not a mind without noise. Silent mind is not a mind without thoughts. Silent mind is the space within which experiences or thoughts come and go. Silent mind is the space where sound comes and go. Silent mind is the space between letters 
that allow us to read the words. Silent mind is that which is always present underneath all our thinking. So hopefully it will guide us to the silent mind in our day, uh, our daily life. Now I want to read you an article written by uh, an American transformative coach called Michael Neal. Um, basically, his to me his his way of sharing is uh, very more clear to see on the Dharma. Basically, he 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 shares two important points. One is that. Uh, all our thoughts are a reflection of our emotions. If you ask, like Bhante, where where does this uh, where does the text says this? Which part of the text says this? Because some people are more interested. Like you know, is it the Buddha's word? It's quite clear in the uh, Paticca Samuppada. If you look at the twelve links, uh, you will see that from our the third link. The perception, because of ignorance, the first link, you will lead to the perception of the third links. From your perception, slowly, I will jump a bit because I won't go detailed here. I will do it on the next Exploring Your Realities talk. From that perception, it will condition our feelings uh, later on. So it's our perception of the world, which is our thoughts. It conditions our feelings and both comes up together they are not one after the other they are two sides of the same coin so you can only be scared when you think of scary thoughts okay so this is what uh, one point that this guy share and the other point that this this guy always i mean in his uh, coaching he shared these two first point second point is naturally all of us have uh, mental health that means we are naturally happy peaceful calm Okay, so I'll read this article. I like the title. Okay, the title is Cancer Isn't Scary. And because all of us are scared of cancer. So the title is Cancer Isn't Scary, Death Isn't Sad. Mental sickness is created when we put feelings onto objects. But if you can see the objects without the feelings, then you are healthy. We are living in the feeling of our thinking not the feeling of the world. Whether or not you think you agree with the statement, take a look at the few of its implications with me. If we were living in an inside-out, moment-to-moment, thought-created reality, my comment, the, the following will happen, and you will live a much happier life. Okay? Number one, running out of money isn't stressful. Because it's, you know, if it's corrected by a thought, it's nothing to do with the running out of money. Approaching a deadline or performing in front of a large audience on a global stage aren't high-pressure situations because it's your thought that makes you high-pressure. Cancer isn't scary. Death isn't sad. Your children don't make you happy. And your in-laws don't drive you crazy. No one can make you love them or stop you from loving them. While each of these statements may seem obviously untrue, compare them with the following undeniable truth. The sun did not rise this morning and it will not set this evening. 
And this is an illusion. We think the sunrise and set. We know there's no such thing as a sunrise because we understand what's really happening is quite different. It is actually the Earth's motion that causes the sun to become visible. The illusion of sunrise and sunset stems from the fact that we are viewing it from a moving platform, the Earth is moving, that is both moving through space in orbit around the sun and spinning full circle every 24 hours. Because it really looks as though the sun moves from east to west throughout the day and disappears at night, all sorts of mythology have a reason to explain its path from the god Apollo riding its golden chariot across the sky to the more modern explanation of sunrise and sunset. Basically, sunrise and sunset is an illusion. There's no sunrise, sunset. We were happy with our untrue explanation, basically happy with this illusion, because ultimately, it makes no difference to how we live our lives. Unfortunately, buying into the illusion that our feelings are intimately connected to the objects or events or people does cause us, turning us into apparent victims of circumstances. Because if you think it's outside thing that cause you problem, then it makes you victim. And making it seem as though the only rational way to thrive in the world is to attempt to control it. Because if you think it's the outside world, the people, the situation, the things that make you angry, sad, and so on, then the only way is to control it. But that's terrible because you, know, you can't control what happens. You can't control the weather. You can't control your boss and so on. When we begin to see that no objects or events or people in the world can cause a feeling, we begin to experience a very different world. It's difficult to quantify the exact ways the world is different. But for me, here are a few things I have noticed. So if you really can see, see means you, you really see, then you're totally your world will change. The world you live in will be different. See is like when you see fire burns, actually no effort is needed. No, you, you, you will not go near a fire anymore. But it doesn't mean that you will not get burned by fire. Once in a while, you will forget and you get burned by fire. If you see that, you, if you kick uh, a furniture, your legs hurt, you will not kick a furniture. But once in a while, you might forget or there might be accident like me. At night when I wake up, I never switch on the light. So quite often, I will kick the furniture, but that's accident. Okay? And you won't blame the furniture. You know it's yourself. So it makes a lot of difference. Your, your whole world definitely changed. And it's just to recognizing, to seeing, no effort needed okay now three things uh, no a few things that will happen number one very important i am so much less afraid if the only thing people learn was not to be afraid of their own experience that alone would change the world i haven't learned not to be afraid of my own experience through practice not through practice but rather through a deeper understanding of the nature of experience to the extent that it no longer looks to me like objects, including people, and events can hurt me, I'm not scared of objects and events. 
to the extent that they will look like they possess the power to make me feel something I don't want to feel, I continue to be scared of them. The more I look towards the thought-created nature of our personal realities, the more I see, and the more I see, the less afraid I become. So you have to explore and see in your daily life. If you can keep seeing that our fear doesn't come from external things, but come from our thought that we are scaring ourselves, we, might, we will still continue scaring ourselves, but you become less scary. And this is very important because all of us, including myself, we have a lot of fear in our life for one way or another. And in fact, sometimes we have fear of fear. I know when I was young, I was always very fearful of nothing, just fearful. At night when I sleep, I'll cover myself blanket because of the fear. So if you can see that actually you are scaring yourself, then it doesn't become so scary anymore. Okay, but you, you might still continue scaring yourself. Like you still continue going to the movie to watch ghost movie, to the cinema to watch ghost movie. Point number two, pain has become sweeter and suffering more sufferable. We all get our asses kicked from time to time. It looks like life is doing the kicking because our feelings of pain and suffering and loss and regret seem so closely linked to the objects and events we project them onto. But in those moments where I see that the fluid energy of thought is the source of any pain or suffering I might be experiencing, and life is just being life, the ass-kicking stops feeling personal, permanent, or pervasive. I can pretty much feel it without feeling the need to make it stop. And because I'm not inclined to try and control my thinking, or stop the world, the thoughts and feelings pass through and I return to my deeper nature without having to take a single step. Actually, we don't have to do anything to stop our thoughts because thoughts are impermanent. That's the beauty of anicca, impermanent. Everything is impermanent. But if you hold on to your thoughts, you'll be there. So actually, you need effort to hold on to your angry thoughts. Effortless to not hold on and then it will change by itself. Okay, third point, wisdom and common sense emerge. Mental health lies within the consciousness of all human beings, but it is covered and held prisoner by our own erroneous, erroneous thought. This is why we must look past our contaminated thoughts to find the purity and wisdom that lies inside our own consciousness. But nothing wrong with the thought, okay? It's just that when it says contaminated, as in we become a servant to the thoughts. We can't look past thoughts that don't look like thoughts. If you think the thoughts is real, it's solid, you, you can't look past it. So as long as we persist in mythologizing, what is tough word, the source of our feelings as being in some way to do with the objects and events of the outside world, we are stuck in a world of our own creation built on shaky platform of misunderstandings. We are stuck in the world that's created by ourselves. Okay, so it's all our own creation. But every time you catch a glimpse of the thought-created nature of your experience, it's easy enough to ignore it and rest in the purity and wisdom 
that lies inside our own consciousness. I remember one time, uh, this me, not, not the article, uh, digressing a bit. I was in a monastery where the, uh, the senior monk, every time any people complain that they have problems and all that, he will always look at them and say, you know, it's all your own creation. At that time, I felt it's quite cruel. But now I felt that it's true. You know, all our problems is our own creation because our feelings come from our create, thoughts cre created world. But you cannot say it's all just thoughts because that's everything. We are made of thoughts. So you cannot say, oh, you know, you're being scared. It's just, just, just your thoughts. But thoughts is everything. It's very powerful thing. It's like that's, that's the whole world that you live in. Okay, now I'll continue with uh, the uh, article. This does not mean to my mind, we can never again say that cancer is scary or that death is sad. It doesn't mean we are not supposed to get scared if we get a diagnosis or sad when, we, when, someone, uh, when someone we love dies. It simply means that we don't have to believe everything we think. Scary thoughts are scary. Sad thoughts are sad. Life is life. And our capacity to recognize, ignore, and transcend our own thinking is unlimited. Now, this is the end of the article. Um, how, how does it show up for you? Okay, What have you seen? And how has it impacted your life? Um, I would like some sharing from you all. Like, what do you see from this uh, article, or what do you see from what we have been talking throughout the year uh, so far? Anyone? Some sharing or questions, or anything that comes to your mind um, from anything? including the, the article that I just read to you. Hey, Bante, good evening. This is so Oh, good. So, yeah, excuse me. Sorry, I'm kind of in the car, so I couldn't show my okay. video. Yeah, so uh, actually, I did experience this uh, in terms of uh, one weekend, my daughter is really overwhelmed with a lot of stuff. I know that day on Saturday that, you know, she has some deadline on her homework. And then she also have a competition, uh, piano competition to go to. And then she has to buy present for her friend's uh, party. So like, there's a lot of things going on. So I was kind of, you know, um, I, I think instead of taking it one step at a time, I was overthinking about, oh, it will be really stressful for her. She might be, you know, uh, get dramatic and, and uh, you know, be nervous. So at a time where I feel like, you know, I couldn't kind of too much thought in my mind, I feel I need a space. So I decided to go outside and have a walk. And uh, observing my own thought and feel the sensation that, you know, I have this anxiety, I am nervous, somehow I'm like stressed or tight in my chest. But then I also, you know, tell myself that's just my thought. And I kind of slowly calm myself down 
or you know just kind of like walking and but uh, you know kind of breathing being in the present moment and then I feel okay I'm more relaxed and the thoughts slowly kind of disappear and I, I, I come home and I look at her she's very calm actually she doesn't you know react on anything she's just slowly still moving you know still kind of doing her stuff one step at a time and it's just me that my thinking that you know make myself nervous and then I, I say okay it's okay I come out again I walk again in the nature and, and then I go back home and get her ready to to go out and, and things seems like calm and you know so then you take it one step at a time and then I went out to get some present for her her friends you know a party she told me what to get and then she came home, we get the present ready, I, I drive her to the birthday par- party. And so all these things, right? It's like, if you don't react, you know, you just kind of observe it one step at a time and don't overthink. You know, what I learned is actually, no matter how stressful, it's a lot of things going on that day. It's just, you know, with your calm mind, uh, that it's not that bad that you think. Uh, so it's just you make up your own thought. So from, from that lessons that I know now that, you know, there's really no such thing as stressful time unless we give us ourselves the stress to think about it. And, and so that's what I want to share. Okay, very good. This is a very good example, daily life example of how we are actually stressing ourselves. The stress don't come from outside, but it doesn't mean that once we see forever, we will not get stressed from outside thing. It just means that we have get a glimpse of the wisdom and then we won't get tricked by it that much. Even we get tricked next time, maybe not, not so long. Okay. So that's very good. Thanks, uh, Soap, for the sharing. Anyone else? Any or any questions? Okay, there's someone uh, in the chat box that asked. Um, can Bhante talk more about the silent mind that's meditating, know, aware, or see? Can Bhante talk more about the silent mind that's, yeah, okay, no more aware or see? Um, that, that's basically the silent mind is what Sok described. It doesn't mean that there is a mind that's aware that I'm overthinking. Okay, this is what I'm, I'm talking about. There's this awareness there. Even then when you are lost, you are, you are still aware. That's this what I call the, the silent mind. Another good example is um, there's a, a, a coach, a, a Canadian coach who shared that one time his daughter was in ICU and he was very anxious and all that. But in that anxiety and all that, he can feel the peace and calm behind that. that. That's the silent mind that I'm talking about. If you, are, if you don't get lost in your anxiety, anxiety is still there, but you will notice there's always a peaceful background to the anxiety because the anxiety has to come from silence, come from the space, empty space has to come from silence. So that space, that, um, that silence that the anxiety comes from, it's always there. So this is what I, I'm talking about. And yeah, if you have further questions, GE who asked this question, you can unmute and ask. Anyone else has any 
other sharing. Irene, is our fear feeling are due to lack of confidence? Thank you, Bante. Uh, lack of confidence is one thing, but easier, I always keep stressing is, if you can see your fear comes from your thinking, that means you are scaring yourself, then it becomes less scary rather than go and develop your confidence because how much confidence can you develop? The more important thing is if you can see that you are scaring yourself, it becomes less scary. Okay, if you either, Irene, if I uh, further questions, you can uh, unmute and ask. But first, uh, Lee. Uh, yeah. Bante, yeah. Okay, I put my hand down first. All right. Uh, yeah, first of all, you, you, yeah, you were asking about all this daily drama and all this. Recently, I actually have all these bouts of drama with me. And this morning, I actually received one email. Uh, it was an apology email, which was, in a way, I was hoping for this apology letter. Because last time, I, I think I did mention somewhere maybe months ago that there was, there was this uh, uh, letter uh, or emails that actually accuse you of something and you feel very yin wong, you know? Feel, I think uh, so, yeah. Yeah, can you remember, remember yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. So, I, so I was quite glad in a sense that, um, yeah, it was a, quite a sincere apology letter. But the thing is, uh, I, I, I can't explain further the, the, the complexity of it. Uh, there is still some misunderstanding and all, but at least, at least this particular letter actually calms you down a lot. So, so it's, it, it's sort of, uh, like you say, how, how do you say, it, it's, it's quite soothing in this sense. But the thing is, because as I say, because of the complexity of the, the problem, uh, it, 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 is, it is still nagging me a little bit. Um, but um, like, you, like you say, uh, you realize that actually a lot of things are how you perceive it, how you perceive your, you know, the, the perception of it. Uh, I realized that the, the, uh, you know, the family on the other side is actually perceiving a very negative perception of what's happening, you know? And um, yeah, in a way, you you actually more or less like forgive them for not knowing, you know. But at the same time, um, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I'm slowly like solving solving this particular problem. Yeah, so uh, what I'm trying to say that at least this letter uh, sort of like soothed a lot of the the underlying problems that is that is uh, holding me at hand. Yeah. So in the meantime, uh, when you ask about all this mm, meditation, especially the thought meditation, remember a few weeks back or so, I feel that how can, how can we have this thought meditation by right? We should, you know, we should be like uh, not thinking about it. But now I, came, I come to accept that this thought meditation is in a way very useful to me. I actually feel that yeah, like you say, you don't deep when, when when the thoughts come, you don't look into, you don't you don't follow the narration and all this. Uh, yeah. So I as I follow so many weeks, you know, uh, with you, I find that it's it's very beneficial. Yeah, and and so forth is uh, today is that what body awareness and not some you know uh, when you talk about those little little parts, you know, from where from your head then to your whole body. 
at one stage you feel that you are as if you are floating, you know, in, in that space like this. So yeah, all all in, I want to say that yeah, it's very calming, you know, to to just follow you weeks after weeks. Thank you, Bante. Good sharing. Uh, I want to comment. It's good. I hope you can explore more to see that. Um, our again, our emotions and all that comes from our thoughts. Mm. So it doesn't come from the letter or what the person say or not say. So try to explore that in a sense that we are happy or unhappy is our thinking. Mm. Now our thinking has changed that, oh, now this person apologized. So now I am uh, more happy. But it, it's again, it's our thinking. Yeah, so try, try to explore more, not, not just for you, but for everyone also. Um, when we can see that it's through our thoughts that we create our world, we create our sadness or anger or unhappiness with other people, then we have a certain amount of, uh, not certain amount, a big amount of freedom. Mm. We don't have to rely on external world for our happiness or sadness. We don't have to wait until people apologize or people uh, not apologize, then only our emotion change. Yeah, so try, try to explore for, for everyone, not just for, for you. Right. Thank you, Ben. Anyone else? But good sharing, yeah, because she, at least she can see some, something from there. Uh, Bante, yeah. uh, this is Suk again. Yeah. Uh, what I hear from the last two sharing is that when I was uh, getting into that situation like I described just now, I think two things I, I explore is first, I, I know that I need a space. So sometimes when you, know, you have a lot of thoughts, you just need to break it out like, by either going out for a walk or find space for yourself to, to slow down and pause. Uh, so that's what I did. And then the second thing is that sometimes, uh, you know, once you find your space, you have to also, you know, when I was walking, the thoughts still coming in, right? I'm still nervous. But uh, at the same time, you have to, you know, I feel like I, I said, well, when, instead of like worrying, why not I have more compassion and kindness towards my daughter and knowing that she is, you know, maybe also quite nervous right now because she has so many things in her plate and she might be worried. Why not I have that compassion and kindness towards her and wish her be calm as well. So I have this meta thoughts as well when I was walking besides worrying and I slow down, you know, watch my sensation uh, that calm me down. So then at that point, then you can really like let it go and be also compassionate to, to wish her that, you know, she can also uh, be calm, you know, today. That's my process I went through. Is, it, is that all right? It's a good process. In fact, in the text, um, in the uh, Buddhist scripture, it did mention that Buddha that says that if you have unwholesome thoughts, like let's say, including anxiety and all that, try to substitute with wholesome thoughts, which is what you did like compassion and all that. So it's a one way to solve the problem. 
only thing is I, I encourage you all to, uh, if you can, to, to go one more step as in, if you can see that all your feelings are created by your thoughts, then you might not even need that step in the sense that you can see that you are the one who is keep, you know, your thoughts is the one who keep causing you stress, your thinking. And then it's like, I keep giving this method energy, like you suddenly see that, found that, realize that you are slapping yourself. You won't continue slapping yourself. So you don't even need to uh, think of compassionate thoughts and all that. But those techniques is useful because there are, are times when you just can't get out from the thoughts. So what you share is very useful when you can't get out from the thoughts to think of compassionate thoughts, to, to substitute with more wholesome positive thoughts, to give yourself space. All that is a very useful tools. Only thing is if you can take one more step as in see that you are slapping yourself. If you can see that, doesn't mean that you, you will stop immediately slapping yourself, but it doesn't hurt that much. You can't slap yourself that hard. This is one thing I learned um, because um, the acupuncturist, not, not acupuncturist, acupressure that solved my, uh, this cough, when he pressed me, it's much more painful. I mean, the places where there is a problem, but when I press myself, no matter how hard I try, it's not as painful when he press. You, you can't, you can't, you know, make yourself more painful than someone. When, so when you know that you are slapping yourself, it's harder to, to slap uh, more painful. Okay, so, so uh, I still believe if you can see that wisdom and it's very quick if you can see it. But seeing it doesn't mean understand it. It's what this, uh, just now that guy, Michael Neal, he keeps saying, it's like, it's like getting a joke. Getting a joke doesn't mean that you, you understand the joke and you can tell the joke. It doesn't, you just laugh. So similarly, when you see, if so immediately see that, that she is stressing herself by keep overthinking, she might suddenly laugh at herself. So to me, it's a, it's a very quick solution, effortless. You don't need any effort to change, substitute with more wholesome thinking. No need practice because you, know, you need, don't need a practice to, to get a joke. You either laugh or you don't laugh. You don't laugh means you didn't get a joke. So similarly, you either, this is uh, interesting because a uh, few years ago when I met back my uh, teacher and good friend, he kept telling me that the Dharma is for us to, to see and recognize immediately. Either you see it or you don't. I was like, yeah, what, what do you mean by that? He says, no, it's not through effort, like put a lot of effort to try to see the Dharma. It's not. It's like a joke. You, you can't put a lot of effort to try to understand the joke. You either get it or you don't. If you don't, then maybe you got to try to relax more and then uh, someday you, you, or you get used to the way people tell jokes, then you, you get the joke. You can't make effort to understand the joke. So anyway, um, I like, maybe because uh, I was an engineer, I like this uh, effortless effort. 
you don't have to put. But of course, you still need uh, effort to be in effortless effort. As in, if, if you have no interest to try to explore, you will never get there. But all you got to do is just look at the direction that I'm pointing you. You don't need any effort. As in, the next time you get stressful, angry, sad, don't feel sad that you are sad, angry, or upset. Feel happy that now you have a chance to explore. You can do your exercise to see where the emotions come from. And then you will be able to uh, turn the, basically turn poison into medicine and uh, the turn problem into solution immediately. And then you can have fun also at the same time. So yeah, I encourage you all to do that. A any more questions or sharing? But anyway, good sharing, both from V and uh, so We need real life examples. Anyone else that have questions or real life examples? Because from, from your sharing, you, you also learn. Um, anyone? We haven't, I haven't heard from Mimi for a long time. How's your, you and your children, your kids? If you are... Bante, thank you. Uh, I'm in front of them. Uh, so <laughs> I will move away first. I, I, I'm with a new job recently. So have been very late. So I just joined quite late as just now. Yeah, I, I understand. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, how is the relationship with children? I really don't have time to talk to them also. And they have their own life. Uh -huh. Okay, recently, uh, my second son, uh, I realized he actually uh, need a lot of, I, this is my realize is he need a lot of relationship building. So he have problem with uh, friends, uh, how to say, uh, the friends betray him and also uh, he's 16 only. Uh, then he told me he liked a girl, okay, and then broke off. So he feel very sad. So just now I did mention, I heard this word, um, uh, don't let other people control your happiness. I'm with my headphone. So I talk loudly on that. He quickly walked away. <laughs> so... I don't know how to persuade him because um, for us as an adult, it's just a puppy love. So why you want to make yourself so sad? But I don't know how to persuade him. So when I talk about this, he quickly go away, right? So I asked actually, how is how are you? Are you getting better? Because he told me I want to talk to a doctor instead of talk to me. He's feeling very unhappy. So you give me a chance to uh, ask Bate actually how to help this boy. Because he, uh, not first time, he got this uh, emotion that everybody never treat him good. The first thing is he can't fight with the emotions first, okay? 
um, it doesn't help if the mother just say, you know, it's just puppy love, it's not important. Because to him, it's important. It's a big deal. You know, so you can't just brush it off and say, you know, it's no big deal. When you are inside there, it's a big deal. So for him, when, when you're lost in there, the, maybe the best thing to do is to, to make himself happy first before exploring other things. Um, maybe there's some music that makes him happy or, or some hobby that makes him happy. Um, at least let his heart open up first. Then only he can explore that the unhappiness comes from the thought. When you are lost in there, it's a bit difficult. Uh, and I guess the parents got to give them, basically be there for them, have love for them at this um, moment. So you can, it doesn't help to brush aside, say it's not, it's only happy <laughs> love. Because I, I don't dare to say, I don't dare to say, but it's in my, almost come out from my mouth. But I just want to learn, listen, listen to him, but he just doesn't want to tell me. Yeah, because very difficult to, I guess, for, for them to talk to a, a mother. Um, yeah, maybe uh, someone else, you got a cousin or a, a cousin brother or someone that can uh, talk to might, might help. Um, yeah. But basically, he, he got to make himself open his heart uh, to uh, you know, think of some thing that makes him happy or a hobby or something so that he don't dwell, dwell on this. Yeah, so recently, uh, we, we did uh, uh, more supportive in terms of sending him when he wants to go for anything. So as compared to previously, right, we, we don't like uh, children keep going out especially during pandemic but because of his feeling he cannot eat also like more more white yeah, no, no, no yeah. appetite yeah no appetite i i cannot imagine because i i have no i don't have this uh feeling before to that extent so i don't know how to help him but i just encourage him to go any event i said anything you want to learn let me know i will send you go and then I just want him to be bigger circle. I even encourage him back to Dharma school because he used to go Dharma school, but he doesn't, uh, he stopped when he's 14 years old. Um, so he just doesn't want to go back. He said, I don't have friend there. Something like that. He always say he needs friend. Anything he do, he needs a friend. Yeah, because we, unfortunately, human, we think, our happiness and love is derived from outside. Mm. So we need company, we need friends so that it can give us the love. But we have to somehow see that the love, the happiness we seek for is already with us. But it takes time. So uh, especially kids now, at the moment, uh, they might not have the patience to slowly see it. But once you see that the happiness and love is already inside you, then a lot of problems solved. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. That's at the moment. It's maybe maybe you know let him open his heart for the moment. Doctor, will you have something to add on this? 
or something. Yeah, I like to share what happened to my son just okay. to follow on what okay, um, Mimi Wong has read. Okay, okay. Maybe that can help. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when my son was in Form 3 taking tuition, he also fell in love with a girl, so-called fell in love with a girl. And then somehow or rather, my wife found out about it and was a bit worried because he was taking his PMR at that time and was very near exam. And somehow or rather, my wife saw the message. Uh, he called the girl wife and the, the, my son called, the, she called the girl called my, my son, Habi. So my wife a bit panicked. So sort of like told my son, you better stop this, your exam is coming. So uh, made him actually stop his tuition class because the girl was from the same tuition class. Uh, what happened was he actually uh, sort of protested, boycotted, and performed very badly in all his exams, in all his uh, monthly exams and so on. So like what Bante said, you, you cannot ignore the feeling. And we actually ignore the feeling and say, no, you, you shouldn't. You should be concentrating on your, on your work itself. And that gave us a very big shock that being a smart boy, he suddenly dropped in his marks in the exam. So we suddenly withdrew, keep quiet, and just let him continue. But he was a bit angry. Then he said, okay, we let you do what you want now. And he continued. And then he just said, okay, I promise I'll give you the results I, you want me to have. Fair enough. Then in Form 5, again, he fell in love. And he straight away told, Daddy, I'm, uh, Mommy, I'm in love again. This time, we kept quiet. We just say, really? Okay, uh, good for you. Uh, but he promised one thing. Uh, when we kept on scolding him about he's not studying hard enough and all this, he got so fed up with us that he just said, Actually, how many A's do you want me to get in SPF? Then we just, I just casually told him, well, for your intelligence, I expect no less than 10 A's. He took 11 subjects. So I told him, I expect you to get at least 10 A's for your intelligence. Then he said, Daddy, okay, I promise you the 10 A's, you shut up and don't disturb me anymore. But I will give you the 10 A's. And true enough, in the exam, he actually, for his SPF, he got his 10 A's. And he just came to me and said, are you happy with me now? And I think there's one more thing that is very important for us as parents is trust. I remember once when he was in Form 1, Form 2, he quietly, we, we didn't want him to go to the video arcade to play games, to play the video games in the shopping complex, but he went. And he came back and he told me, Daddy, I, I went with my friends to the video arcade to play games and I scolded him. And he said, I told you not to go there. The place is very unhealthy, a lot of very bad elements there. And he just asked me one question, which actually was a very good point. He said, Daddy, if I didn't tell you that I went to visit the video arcade, would you know? You wouldn't know. But I told you because I think there is nothing wrong for me going there with my friends. I know my limits. So do you want me to tell you the truth? Or do you want me to lie to you? If I tell you the truth and you scold me, then what's the point of me telling you the truth? And I think that was a very important lesson I learned from my son, that you have to trust them. And recently, a friend actually asked me because her son and daughters are going to college. So I gave, him the, I gave her the same advice. You have to trust your children. If you have brought them well enough, even without your parents around, they will behave well. And that's what I told my children also. Now you are going out on your own. 
my uh, elder son actually went to China to study and my second son went to Singapore to study. I said, now you're on your own. Uh, whatever you do, I have no control now. So please behave yourself and do what is right and uh, don't do things that are wrong. There are a few things don't do. I trust that you won't do. And I think that is very important to me. I mean, as a parent, uh, trust to my children and have a listening ear because uh, if you judge them too much, they don't talk to you. If you, you lecture them too much, they actually don't talk to you. So you have to be very, very open and listen and just give them options rather than give them directions. Give them the options. These are the things that can happen uh, if you do this. These are the things that can happen if you do that. So uh, that is my sharing. So, but I think the falling in love, like Pante say, there's nothing you can do about it. Uh. In fact, when he broke up with the second girlfriend, he was so sad for one year and he kept quiet. And then one day my wife saw and said, there's something wrong with our son. Talk to him. Then only he broke down. Uh, but now he's over it, lah, but it takes time. Uh, this is my sharing. So I hope it helps uh, Mimi to look at it a little bit. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, Dr. Ui. Yeah. Uh, actually, Thank you, Dr. Ui. Good, good sharing because uh, you, you can't lecture them. You've got to be, what, what's the, uh, be there for them. Okay. So that's important. Okay. Uh, there's one sharing by also Sim. I'll read that and then we'll end for today. Um, good evening, Bante. A few weeks ago, my son had a fall in the bathroom and hurt his forehead and was bleeding. He panicked, but I was very calm. I calmed him down and asked him to see a doctor. I feel that I had changed a lot. Previously, I would panic and worry. I don't know whether it's due to my mindfulness practice. doesn't matter to whatever practice, but it's good that... Uh, you, because only from a calm mind that uh, we could be able to handle difficult situations. So that's, that's a very useful characteristic that we have. Um, when certain challenging situations arise and before I get lost in the emotions, I started to realize my thoughts are creating all the stories and emotions. And yes, I started to laugh inside that the thoughts are trying to play tricks on me. Once I started to see and laugh, then the thoughts don't possess so much power anymore to influence my actions and emotions. The thoughts are just fleeting and momentary. Yeah, this, this, this is uh, hopefully what you, you all can see in uh, our daily life, our daily drama, that once you see your thoughts are creating all the stories, we will laugh inside. But we might still get trapped in there for a while. Okay, but don't blame yourself because we, we, we don't know. Okay, we'll end tonight by sharing merits. And oh, before I forget, next week, we don't have a session, but we will come back on New Year's Eve. Uh, so you can, next week, you can have a Christmas Eve party, make party until the next day. Well, we are not having any sessions. I think people will be busy this uh, few weeks, but we will have a session on Christmas, and oh, no, not Christmas, New Year's Eve. And New Year's Day is uh, our Exploring Your Reality series. Just in case you are not partying through the this year and next year, then you can join us on the New Year's Eve and New Year. If you're partying, then wish you have plenty of fun. Enjoy yourself until we see you uh, the next time. Okay, we share merits. Share merits with all the devas, dharma protectors, guidance deities. Share merits with all family members, relative friends, especially departed family members, relative friends, and chances. 
make aspiration always with the wise, white the foolish, be free from greed, hatred, delusion. At the end, again, share merits with all beings, wishing all beings that equal share merits. Etawata chame hi sampadang punya sampadang sabe dewa numodantu sabe sampati sitia. Etawata chame hi sampadang punya sampadang sabe buta numodantu sabe sampati sitia. Etawata chame hi sampadang punya sampadang sabe sata numodantu sabe sampati sitia. Damenya tinang hotu sukita hontunya kayu. Damenya tinang hotu sukita hontunya kayu. Damenya tinang hotu sukita hontunya kayu. Imina punya kami nama mebala sama kamu. Sedang sama kamu hotu yawan ibana patia. Dami idami punyang asawa kaya wahang hotu. Idami punyang ibana sata cayo hotu. Mama punya bagang sabasatanang pajema. Desa beme samam punya bagang laban tu sadu sadu sadu. Thank you, Bante. Um, before we end our session today, there are some announcements here. So first of all, for next Friday, we will take a break for this awareness of drama series, and we will resume on the thirty first of December. Right, and then. Yeah, for this year we have this uh twenty fourth hour. 24 hours meta, uh, which will be happening on 25th until 26th of December. So if you would like to offer a like, you can uh, visit our 24 hours meta Facebook page and then do your offering. Next, please. Yeah, as uh, Bante mentioned just now, on the 1st of January, 2022, Saturday, we will have this Exploring Authority series at 8 p.m. So you're yeah, welcome to join us. And the next one, okay. So the last, lastly, there is this Gems of Wisdom from Venerable Kesri Dhammananda. It's a recorded Dhamma Talks by our late chief. So uh, the next session will be on 29th of December, right? So it will be in the Zoom as well. So you're welcome to join us. Yeah, so that's all. And thank you everyone for your participation today. So stay safe and have a good night. Thank you. Thank you.